Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! couple days after one butt whipping, the Bulls got their butts kicked again, this time by a shorthanded New Orleans Pelicans team. 124 to 110 was the final, and there is a lot, and I mean a lot, to break down from that game. We're going to talk about it all on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench mob member and Tennessee ball, CJ Watson. CJ, not a great week, man. Not a great week. No, especially when you lose and you got a lot of days to recover. It's not a, not a great week. <laughs> I mean, they were good teams. I said New Orleans is an underrated team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just don't like blowouts. I mean, I know it's early in the season, but we're seeing some things. We talked about it the last couple of weeks. We're going to talk about it some more after I tell you about our friends at Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. College Hoops is underway as well. We're into tournament season, multi-team events. Those are fun. Power 5 teams are playing really well too. Bet on all of it at Bet Online. What are you waiting for? Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. It's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline. It's where the game starts. And don't forget, we have an official t-shirt of the show, which I actually remembered to wear today. This is the official shirt of the show, Jordan Pippen 98, the last dance available exclusively at the Believe Shop. You can get <laughs> stuff like this hat, too. I'm totally repping the brand today. I did not plan this. But repping the brand here. <laughs> Dop.believe.com. The guys are doing great work over there. Go check that out and support the show. In addition to listening on Apple, Spotify, watching on YouTube, etc. All right, I'm going to quit beating around the bush. Not good. Losing to New Orleans, 124 to 110. I said when before we started here, we were talking before we started recording. You don't want to let Zion Williamson beat you, but Zion Williamson didn't play in this game. So New Orleans was shorthanded. Now that's two straight ugly losses, two straight blowouts. Not great, CJ. Not great. Yeah, not a good look at all. You know, we thought they, with all the time off, they would come out with a little more energy, uh, a little more grit, a little more grind, uh, especially being on the road. Uh, you want to try to go in to other people's house, you know, and trying to hit them in the mouth first. Um, but that obviously didn't happen. Um, uh, like I said, just this lack of energy. And I think uh, that's kind of concerning coming from uh, just from a player watching it, a former player watching it, and uh, obviously a fan of the Bulls. You know, you look at the stats. I told you the Bulls shot 49% from the field and 34% from three. You'd think they had a good chance. But it goes back to the defense that we've been talking about the last couple weeks. New Orleans shot 50.6% from the field, 51.5% from three. Murphy went five for nine from deep. I keep worrying about this perimeter defense, and I'm tired of saying when Lonzo comes back, it's got to be fixed. You've got to make some adjustments. I don't know if that's on Billy Donovan. If it's the players, maybe Billy Donovan's doing his job and the players aren't you know, adjusting well to the defense without Lonzo. There are probably a few factors here, but I'm seeing some troubling signs. I know we're only 15 games in, but 
Oh man, I'm worried. Yeah, like you said, uh, always at the beginning of the season, uh, you're worried about the perimeter defense, and that's been a, a valid concern. Um, and now you're seeing it as uh, each game goes by. Um, um, I don't know if we're going to keep saying it on and on and on, but something has to change. Uh, guys got to take advantage of it and take you know take it personal that guys are coming in and shooting 50% from three. You got to guard the three-point line, especially in today's NBA. If you don't, you're definitely going to lose. And Lonzo helps with that, but he's out. Yeah. And I don't know, we have no idea when Lonzo's coming back. I mean, we get these updates, we get that he's, He's practicing or he's not practicing. He's doing running and standing water. There's optimism. That's great, but we don't have a timeline. And, you know, you can't, I was worried about out shooting teams. And that seems like what the bulls are going to have to do, but you're down another shooter in Kobe white. Who's also hurt. It sounds like he's starting to come back. I mean, it sounds like he's working his way back, but I have not heard a firm timeline on that. So when you're shorthanded like that, what do you have to do if you're the rest of the guys that are healthy and playing these games? You just got to use what you have um, and then try to, you know, find other ways to score. Like if you're not a great three-point shooting team, let's, let's pound it in the paint. Let's get some uh, buckets in transition. Let's get to the free throw line. Um, let's run some misdirection type of stuff. But obviously we're not that great of a three-point shooting team. So we got to find other ways to to score, score, uh, score buckets. Because if not, we're going to keep, you know, getting these losses in the column. You know, this is one thing to point out with the roster too. I was talking over the off season when they were looking at free agents and don't get me wrong. Andre Drummond, Goran Dragic have been great additions to the bench. I mean, I cannot say enough about them. I think AK hit home runs on both of them, but they needed more shooting. It was one thing I wanted this offseason was like a three and D type of guy. Somebody who can shoot the three and play defense. There is a guy out there in Jay Crowder who wants a trade, but I don't know if the Bulls are even connected to that. I think he'd be a good fit, but we're recording this on Thursday at about one o'clock central time. This That trade could have gone through by the time this goes live Friday morning. So <laughs> I'm not even going to suggest Jay Crowder yet until we find out more about that situation. But your three-point shooters, your premier three-point guys, I think it's safe to say, are Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, and Kobe White. I mean, I don't think, I, have I missed anybody there, you think? No, I think that you're, you're spot on. <laughs> I mean, I think Caruso Caruso should be. He was when he yeah, was in L.A. He, he'd be able to hit threes. Yeah, I mean, he's capable, he, I think, yeah. He had a good night against New Orleans, too. I think he went three for four or something like that from downtown. So that looked good. But you can't – he's not one of those consistently that can make right. threes. So the fact that your three three-point shooters are all hurt, because I'm counting Zach Levine as hurt because he's in and out because of the load management with the knee, at least to start. Lonzo, as I said, we don't know when he's coming back. Kobe White should be back soon. We think, I mean, he's starting to do more conditioning, it sounds like. It's a matter of now, okay, get him back in the lineup and get him shooting. But when you're that shorthanded in a league that's so three-point oriented, I mean, it just sounds like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, it, it definitely is. You know, like, like you said, you got to be able to shoot the three these days. Um, this NBA is about scoring and scoring at a high clip. And if you can't do that, you're bound to, to lose and lose by big margins like, you know, we've seen uh, the Bulls do over the last few games and um, somehow it has to be fixed or we got to score in different areas. Like I said, getting to the free throw line, scoring in transition or uh, pounding the paint, get it to Vooch inside um, and just, you know, take advantage of your mismessage. You know, I joke about the Lakers not being able to shoot. I mean, like we've I've joked about that the last couple of weeks. You can mm -hmm. make the case that the Bulls can't shoot either, at least from deep. Right. I mean, yeah. that's, that scares me in a league that is so three point oriented. Now the Pelicans, obviously when Murphy has a night, he has, that's going to beat you. But imagine if they had Zion in this game, what they would have done. I mean, I'm just, I'm glad Zion didn't play. That's what I yeah, would have been ugly. Yeah. It would have been definitely ugly. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was already ugly. I mean, it was, that was not that was bad, but now you've got these two straight losses, two straight blowouts. I mean, Denver's a really good team, but Jokic beat you in the passing game. He didn't shoot as well. Then you've got new Orleans where Zion didn't beat you because he didn't play. 
So you've got back-to-back ugly losses. You've had time between games. It'd be one thing if we were in this little stretch two weeks ago where we were talking about, okay, all these games in a short amount of time. It felt like one of these games was going to happen. But now you have it with all this time between games. What do you do in practice? What's the vibe like in that locker room when this is going on? Um, you take you go in and you go to practice with the mindset of getting better each and every day. Um, and then, like I said, just taking one day at a time. Um, these losses, you look over them, see what you did wrong, see what you did right. But obviously, you know, every guy has to look within himself and see what can I do better to help the team. You know, what can I or what what can I do more actually to help this team win and uh, help my team win and help my teammates. And Zach Levine had a rough shooting night against New Orleans. I think he was something along the lines of four eleven. I don't have the full box score in front of me right now. I should probably pull that up so I know what I'm talking about here. But, you know, when Zach's got it, when Zach's having a rough night, I thought DeMar played okay. Vooch didn't have his best game numbers-wise, but you've got to have other guys step up, and that's where the depth factor comes in. And I just, I worry about that. When If, it, if this is one of those teams where if Zach Levine goes, they go, and that's weird to say with DeMar DeRozan, I mean, that's where the bench mob has to step up. And, I mean, they, they have. It's just got to right. be more consistent. Yeah, that's, that's the basis of the word, being consistent. Um, and every NBA player wants to be consistent, um, regardless if you're a starter or a bench player. And uh, that's what we need out of the Bulls right now. Um, um, from our two stars and from the role players on down, we need everyone to be consistent and add their value each and every game. And it all goes back to defense, right? I mean, defense mm-hmm. is the name of the game. I mean, if you play good defense, you're going to put yourself in position to win games. I mean, that's that was what I liked about Tibbs. We talk about Tibbs all the yeah. time on this show. Is yeah. your, your mm-hmm. defense can put you in position. And Demar dropped twenty eight points. I got the box score up now. By the way, Demar dropped twenty eight points, and Zach ended up having twenty five. He was nine for twenty two, four eleven from three. Like when he's shooting four for eleven from three, you've got to have other guys step up and make threes. And this team, it doesn't seem like it's built for that. That's why when people are blaming Billy Donovan, we talked about this the other day. This isn't Billy Donovan's fault. Mm. I mean, no, he's not, not yet. at all. No, yeah, I don't think so. Like I said, a lot of the basis falls into the players. They got to look within themselves and say, you know, like I said before, how, how can I help this team? How can I be better? Um, how can I work on my three-point shooting? Uh, hopefully they're in the gym doing that, you know, and uh, guys can gain confidence from that, and hopefully it turns out into the games. By the way, Trey Murphy, seven for nine from the floor, five for six from three. And the crazy part about this box score, I talk about Jonas Valanciunas. When I look at, you know, because the way I look at like rebounding and stuff, I look through it, it sounds yeah. bad through when I'm looking at the player props. <laughs> and I don't bet on basketball a lot, but sometimes I go through or someone will tell me, hey, I'm looking at this in this game. Jonas Valanciunas is a rebounding machine, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, he just, it seems like he just eats him for breakfast. Yep. Seven rebounds against the Bulls. So you're, I mean, in a game like that, if you were to look at that, and Jonas Valanciunas had seven rebounds. And yeah, he had 22 points. CJ McCollum had 23, but with no Zion, you would think that this team would have had a chance, but they're letting other guys beat them. And I get, you don't want to let the stars beat you. You don't want to, you know, not guard CJ McCollum. You don't want to not stop Valanciunas from crashing the boards, but they're letting other guys beat them. And I think other teams are starting to see maybe, it may be too soon to say this, it could be a blueprint to beat the Bulls is just shoot the three because they can't guard the three-point line. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're saying that in the scouting reports, uh, you know, just shoot the three, you know, um, get them running up and down in transition. And the Bulls also, I think they they foul a lot also. That's a, a bad a bad thing uh, for any defensive team. Uh, when you're fouling a lot, you're getting the team, other team, other chances, free free throws at the, at the free throw line, and that's not good either. So I think that's a lot of things they got to clean up, and hopefully they can, you know, f- figure it out. You know, I know Lonzo Ball will be important to this team, but is he that important? that they're playing like this without him, I don't think he's going to fix everything. 
Yeah, I don't think he's going to fix everything, but I'm sure there's some things that he can cover up. But like I said, having your starting point guard uh, means a lot and uh, a lot for team and for the team morale. So uh, hopefully when they get him back, whenever he does come back, he'll be able to fix some of these issues and they'll be able to gel together as a team. You know, I don't want to like set Bulls Twitter into panic mode or anything, but we have to ask the question. What if Lonzo's out for longer than expected? What if he doesn't come back until later in the year, if at all this year? What if he has another setback? What do they, what do they have to do then if they don't have him? Someone has to pick up the slack, you know, um, and that's why it's always next man up uh, mentality. So hopefully somebody can pick up that slack, uh, not individually, but maybe, you know, by the team. Um, and hopefully, you know, I'm sure the front office is always looking at trades, always looking at something to maybe help bolster this team uh, in whatever way they can. So, um Right now, he's out for the foreseeable future, so who knows how long that's going to be. But um, I would say at least the also break, I'm guessing. I don't know. At I'm the, not a doctor, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think based on the timeline, I mean, we we haven't really heard a firm timeline, really, about right. like, oh, we're targeting him January 1. Oh, we're targeting him in the All-Star break. We've just heard there's optimism because I don't – if you're the Bulls, I don't think they want to put a timeline on it. At least the doctors right. don't want it out public because you've seen setback after setback after setback over the last 10, 11 months, which, yeah, we're on month – 11, by the way, of Lonzo not yeah. playing. Like, it was supposed to be a six- to eight-week thing. We're on month 11. Like, yeah. anything can happen here. And, man, I don't know. I hope that this team is not one of those they need Lonzo that bad because Lonzo, it, the big the big knock on that contract was his inability to stay healthy during his career. And you're seeing right. that now. Yeah, and that's any player. You know, injuries happen, but um, we can't predict them. But, like I said, you just got a next-man-up mentality, and hopefully someone else can pick it up and – I think it just starts with one win. Hopefully they can get one win and then hopefully roll over to two, three, and four, and five, and we'll see a, a streak of wins and them playing better defensively and offensively. Bulls, by the way, one and five in their last six games. That's not good. But again, it's one of those regression to the mean type of deals. Maybe they'll go off and go five and one in a six-game stretch right. to kind of balance things off because I think this is a better team than they get credit for. I mean, the mm. roster, the three-point shooting is not good. But I think there are other ways and you can adjust to other ways to beat teams like just like you say, feed Vooch, let the offense run through Vooch. Andre Drummond can do, you know, Andre Drummond things when he goes right. out there like they have dude. They just got to play their game and it's a matter of sustainability. And we keep saying the word consistency. Yeah, just playing to their strengths. Like I said, if we're not a great three-point shooting team, don't force it. You know, play to your strengths and and do what works best for you and each individual player and for the better of the team. Um being a three-point shooting team is not the great for us right now. It's continue to do what we do best and, you know, and practice it in the meantime, and hopefully it'll come throughout the season. Now, the other day, I said it's too early to make moves, and I think it still is. You're 15 games into this thing. It's too early to make a trade. Now, Jay Crowder's out there. If they can swing a deal for him before, you know, after this podcast goes live, maybe they can shock <laughs> the world. But I don't think there's I don't think there's anything there. But then again, I didn't know there was anything there with Nikola Vucevic. So you never right. know with these guys. But yeah. my point with this whole thing, it might be time to start talking about making a move because you're seeing these teams struggle and maybe you can go out and get a three and D guy. Cause even if Lonzo comes back, you, you need another three and D guy off the bench. Maybe I, I thought I would assume who could turn into that guy. Maybe he still can. He's only been in the league a year and right. 15 games. Like, but right. you can't put all that pressure on him right away if you're in win now mode. So I guess my question to you, is it time to start talking about adding to this team? Maybe not doing it right away, but start talking about it if they haven't already. 
I think if you're a GM of a team, you're always, you know, considering adding uh, or making moves. Uh, it just depends on when and, and for who um, and how it's going to affect your team, the team chemistry, the team morale, all that kind of stuff. Um, like I said, uh, you know, the team isn't playing the best right now, so it's always time to talk, I feel like, <laughs> uh, and, and see what can help your team and what can't help your team, and then you kind of just move from there. You know, a one-in-five stretch over six games, that's going to send a fan base like the Bulls fans into overdrive. I mean, we talked about the criticism of Billy Donovan the other day. And, you know, mm -hmm. maybe there's talk of the trades. And I just go back to the fact that I think they definitely need to add. This roster is not perfect. This roster right, right. now, as it's constructed, would have a hard time winning a title. And I think right. the expectation, AK set the expectations at making the playoffs. Well, they're going to struggle to make the play in. I mean, that's where they're <laughs> at in the East. I mean, that's just I don't think that's a knock on any job anybody's doing. It's just the rest of the East got better. I mean, yeah. I, I look at the Haw the Hawks splash for DeJounte Murray is the one that put them over the edge. And, mm -hmm. you know, Boston's finding a groove. And I, I worry about Philadelphia. So I yep. think this is a play-in team. But if they can add a guy who can come in and take this defense and the three-point shooting to the next level or help with that, they're going to be in a much better position. Yeah, for sure. I think they need a couple more pieces um, to be in that, like you said, uh, playoff position. Uh, right now, they're definitely in the playing position, um, but the way they're playing, they might not even be in that position. <laughs> so uh, right. we'll see, uh, you know, the, what the future holds. <laughs> yeah, and it just, I don't know if it's a three-point shooting or the defense that's going to have, like, the biggest issue to fix because New Orleans and, and Denver, they exploited the defensive issues that the Bulls have. I mean, I, it, when, yeah. they got beat by Michael Porter Jr. and Trey Murphy the third. That that can't happen. Yeah, they hey, they're NBA players for a reason, and no, yeah. no matter what what number you are on the bench or in that depth chart, every guy in the NBA can play. You know, so guys can come in off the bench or not play four or five games and go for thirty or make a big impact, and cause that can, that could be the way of the game. So um, I wouldn't doubt anyone on the NBA roster. Yeah, I mean it's the old any given night, any given Sunday, any any given yeah. night in the NBA, anything yeah. can happen. I mean, yeah. Steph Curry went out and dropped fifty. And they lost. And we're going we're right. to talk about that because I want to get to that after we're done, you know, lamenting about the Bulls and my overreactions to what's going on right now. I mean, I don't think it's time to go into panic mode. I thought about it last night. I did. thought about going into panic mode last night. I thought about <laughs> coming on here, guns blazing, ready to go. But I did the smart thing. I slept on it. And, you know, they've got an opportunity against the Magic Friday night. And so this podcast drops Friday. It'll be Friday night. No Paolo Boncaro, I think I saw. I think they're down another big name for that game, but there's talk of Wendell Carter Jr. playing. Gary Harris, that's the other one. So okay. no Paolo Boncaro, no Gary Harris. Wendell Carter might play. Cole, An or Cole Anthony, I think, is out too. But, oh no, Gary Harris is probable. I'm sorry. Gary Harris and Wendell Carter Jr. are probable. Paolo Boncaro and Cole Anthony are out. That's from mm -hmm. my guy, Kobe Price, who covers the Magic. So... Yeah. Joe Cowley always puts teams on bum team alert. And I think the Magic are bordering on bum team alert. So right. you have an opportunity. Oh, and the Magic are 0-6 on the road this year. They're going to the United Center. This is the ultimate get-right game, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. This is not a get-right game. This is a must-win, especially for a team who has high hopes uh, for this season and high hopes to get to the playoffs. So this is a must win. Um, Orlando's going to come in with high energy, I'm sure. They're a young team, uh, not the, like I said, not the greatest team on the road, but they're going to come in and play hard, I'm sure. And, but so the, but this is a must win for the Bulls, not not anything else but must win. What did I say the other day? The worst team to play, the scariest team to play, is a team yep. that has nothing to lose, and this team has absolutely nothing to lose. This has yep. trap game all over it. 
Yeah, they have guys who like who want to make a statement in this league and who want to make a statement to their coach. So they're gonna come in playing hard and playing to win. So we've got to take take advantage of it and just get it done early. Well, that and anytime Wendell Carter Jr. is gonna play, I sit there thinking, okay, revenge game incoming because I think he's still bitter about the the Vooch yeah. trade, and so is like a good amount of Bulls Twitter does not like the Vucevic trade. Hmm. I'm still I still think that needed to happen, but. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. That That is a must-win game, given everything, before you go in against Boston and Milwaukee and then Oklahoma City, Utah, Phoenix, Golden State. You've got some tough opponents coming up, so you have an opportunity. Let's let's get this thing back on the tracks. Let's get going again and see how it can go. But I don't want to know what happens if they lose this game. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely having a players meeting only, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I – and this could be a conversation for next week too, depending on how this game goes, but maybe we can see some lineup changes. I mean, it, maybe yeah. It, 15 games in. Okay. You've got 15 out of 82, you know, the sample size, like if you yeah. lose to Orlando or if it's close, I don't know. Let's not go full, you know, code red. Let's say, let's say it's a close game. It's a grinded out game against Orlando. Changes are going to have to be made. I think I'm not talking about anybody's firing. I don't want to call for anybody's firing right now. I'm talking lineup changes. Yeah, I think so too. And that's a good, like a, a little game predicament and see like 15 games. I tried something as a coach, see if it worked. Uh, it didn't work. So let's go to the next move. I think that's a good chess move. 15 games is a good uh, determinant of, you know, if things are going well, things are going bad. So that's a good kind of adjustment value of it. See, I suck at chess. That's why I'd be a terrible coach. I'm, I'm so, <laughs> I am so I, bad at it. I only know how to play checkers. So I don't know. Chess. <laughs> I'm I'm not even that great at that. My my brother's the chess player. I mean, he's the off the charts smart. Like I can't I right. can't keep up with him sometimes. Like he's yeah. We we went out for his birthday. We went to the casino and he went and he went and played blackjack and three card poker. I'm like I'm gonna go play the slot machines. Like right. I just I'm I can't I can't process like that. So I'd be a terrible coach. That's why I'm talking into a microphone about this. Stuff. <laughs> like, but b- before we wrap up here, I want to I want to shift gears here because I want to talk about the Warriors because you had a video go out on Believe Social. The other day about the Warriors, and we have another update because they lost again on the road yeah. Wednesday night. They're now zero and eight on the road, same record as the Bulls, by the way, six and nine. So the Bulls had the same record as the defending champs. If you want to try right. and take a glass half full attitude here, but the, and Steph dropped fifty and they lost. They're fully healthy, right? I don't think they're yeah. missing anybody, are they? So t- yeah. take me through your thoughts on the Warriors right now. I think they're still struggling. I mean, they're very entertaining to watch, um, especially as a former Warriors player. Um, I love watching them. Um, I love watching the ball movement, the three-point shooting. Uh, I think Clay isn't uh, the Clay that we've seen the past years, uh, maybe because of the injury, maybe because of still not getting his legs right under him. Um, but I think they're, I think they'll be fine. Honestly, at the end of the day, they have a veteran team who's won championships before, who know how to win, and when the when the when it's time to you know crunch time and their the game is on the line, they know what to do. They're gonna. I, I put my money on them to win uh, any close game, any playoff game. I don't think beating them in seven games, no one can do. I don't think right now. Maybe the Bucks, but yeah, I won't count the Bucks out either. I mean, that'd be yeah. good television. I mean, it'd be, it'd be right. great TV. Get Bucks Warriors like that, right? Yeah. But I mean, Steph going out there and dropping fifty and you lose. I mean, one of my one of my buddies at on three, he tweeted. There should be a bigger punishment than a loss when the guy drops 50 and you lose. But yeah, I mean, is yeah, it, is it a, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, it was just, I, I think he's scoring for you know, him and Draymond. Draymond has to be more aggressive on the offensive end. Um, he's not really a threat on the offensive end. Uh, he's great defensively in the energy that he brings, but offensively you have to give me some more than just uh, setting picks and handing the ball off. Just be aggressive. Look at the basket every now and then at least be a threat. Cause that would open up even more stuff for, for Draymond for, or for, for himself, for Steph, for, for pool, for clay, you know, for everyone else on the team. 
Anyway, see, Jordan Poole knocked out my Ramblers in the final four in 2018. <laughs> so let's just you're still, gonna... you're still you're still bitter about that. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it, the, the, when so when Mo Wagner, this whole trade went down with Vooch, and there was the Mo Wagner move. I, I remember tweeting this. There was the potential of Mo Wagner to stay in Chicago with the Bulls, and I remember yeah. thinking, is he going to go to Rogers Park? Because if he goes up there, I don't know what kind of reception he's going to get because he totally right. he ran circles around Loyola and Jordan Poole hit the shot. And I think that was what the round of 32 where he hit the buzzer beater and that sent mm-hmm. Michigan on that run to the national championship. So when we right. bring up Jordan Poole, I'm sitting there thinking, well, hang on, let's right. throw that out there with where I stand on Jordan Poole. I think he's a good player, yeah. but he knocked out my Ramblers. I mean, yeah, I, mean yeah. I know I knocked out your Vols too, but <laughs> yeah. I remember I was at Saturday right. that game. <laughs> that was a good game. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget that one. But, you know, going back to the Warriors before I get on this tangent again, is it a chemistry thing that they've got going on? I mean, I know they're, the thing is they're healthy. And like with the Bulls, the excuse is, oh, they're not playing fully healthy. They're not playing with a full yeah. deck. The Warriors are healthy. Um, I don't think it's really a health thing or a chemistry thing. I think it's just, you know, just, you know, they're bored with the season. Uh, they really want to just get to the playoffs. And that's where they make their mark. That's where they make their name um, from winning four four championships. So I think it's just, just the boredom of the whole season. But, you know, it's a process. They they got they I'm sure they know that it's that, you know, I haven't won a championship, but came close. But, you know, it's a it's a process throughout the whole season. You got to take it bits and pieces uh, of the season, cut it in half and just try to master them as you will. And then just move on to the next part. Well, we'll see if they can get on track because I still think, like you said, I would not count them out in a seven-game series. I don't know if anyone can beat them, like you said, besides maybe Milwaukee or uh, maybe the Utah Jazz can somehow rattle something off. Or I don't know. Right, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stop with those jokes either. But let's, <laughs> let's look at the Bulls' upcoming schedule here because they play the Warriors in a couple weeks on December second. Which we're talking about games in December already. This is absolutely flying right now. Yeah, it's this season going by is. fast. Yeah. yeah. But before we get there, you've got Orlando, which. We have de- we both have declared a must-win game Friday night at the United Center. Then you're home against Boston at Milwaukee, oof, at Oklahoma City, at Utah, at Phoenix, at Golden State, at Sacramento. That, if you're keeping score at home, is a six-game road trip. It's a tough schedule. Yeah, you got yeah. you got to come out at least like three and three on that on that. Uh, West Coast trip, um, and a lot of those yeah. games are tough. OKC is tough. Utah is tough. Golden State, you know. Um, they're all gonna be tough. So, and we're what not good the on the road. What do so. to the schedulers? What did they do they, to these schedulers? They, this is brutal. They, must, out they here. pissed. They pissed them off. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know what they did. I mean, I feel like I feel like I can't believe I just quoted Olivia Rodrigo on the podcast. I'm saying it's brutal out here. I mean, this is right. oh man, that sucks. <laughs> but you know, win the game against Orlando is going to be the moral yeah. of the story. If they if they win that one, which they should, given all the injuries and everything, I'm, I'm sad. I'm not going to get to watch Paolo Boncaro play. Yeah. But, yeah. Don't let Wendell Carter Jr. have a revenge game because that idea scares me. Yeah, he's, I, I'm sure he can't wait to get back to the United Center and, and cause havoc. <laughs> he, he, he always does when, right. when, they, when they face <laughs> off. So we're going to recap that game for Tuesday's podcast. We'll come back here, record it on Monday, and we'll preview the Boston game and the really – that's a tough road trip they've got coming up. We'll talk about maybe personnel changes. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm – I'm not going to try to predict a game when you're on a three game losing streak. You're one and five in your last six. Anything can happen. They can get back on track. This thing can fall apart. You never know, but I don't want to put that. I don't want to get into death count. We're not, we're not there. I mean, if, luckily I didn't have to cut, get talked off the ledge today. Cause I, right. I thought, I thought about it for a minute. I'm sitting there thinking CJ's going to think I'm crazy, but you know, I calmed down. I slept down. Right. I had my coffee, so I'm not as cranky, you know, <laughs> I mean, but 
Hopefully I'm not cranky when we do this next week too. So we're going to wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that 50% welcome bonus. B-L-E-A-V is the promo code. Go bet on the Bulls to beat the Magic if you want. I mean, if you want to, it's up to you. I'm not gonna. I'm not one to give betting advice on basketball. Like that's not my thing. <laughs> I'm a. I'm a football guy. So you can do that if you want. And also, you know, go go buy our shirt, the Jordan Pippen '98, The Last Dance. Shop.believe.com. Go check that out. Support the show. You can also get one of these hats too if you want. There's a bunch of good stuff there. We'll see you back here next week. Hopefully, we're talking about some better basketball. But I'm not gonna, you know, hold my breath on anything like that. It's a. It's early in the year. We'll see what happens. Hopefully there's more optimism. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.